Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Monday here on the Lori and Julia show, My Talk 1071, everything entertainment, streaming at MyTalk1071.com, also on the MyTalk app. Lori is taking another day off. She'll be back with us tomorrow, but Julia's here and Brittany's here, getting the week off to a nice start here. Yes, 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 we are. Hey guys. Oh, you guys. Happy, happy Monday. What a beautiful day. It is gorgeous. I know. It's just gorgeous. And if you're wondering what to celebrate today and don't have anything, it's National Stilts Day. <laughs> don't don't Did you lie to me? until you try it. Did you lie to me? I think you said it was chicken fingers. It's two things. It oh. can be even more. But there is a guy who water skied on like 12 foot high stilts or something. I mean, which is just crazy. But so if you're wondering what to celebrate, or okay. you see people walking around the neighborhood <laughs> on their stilts. Do you remember trying to learn how to walk on stilts no. ever? Okay, they were big. That's not a universal They experience. were big when I was in grade school. That was kind of my thing. And I'm, I predate you guys just by stilts? a couple years. Yes. Did you ever try stilts, Holly? No. Everyone never. was, well, this is before, you know, we had three television stations. Mm-hmm. We needed stuff to do. We didn't have phones, you know. <laughs> so people had stilts, and I kept remembering you'd, you know, be up on a higher spot and yeah. just try to get up on them and walk. And then, were you good at it? Never, never. No, I could do it for like a second, and then we'd jump on the pogo stick, and then there'd be the people, you know. I did who, have an experience. Pogo stick was around a teeny bit. And I yeah. think it was like you know one of those things like left in my That's grandma's a, yeah. backyard. You try to, tr- and it was never fun. No, that's a hard one to do too. There was a ball there back was, in the 80s oh, that you yeah. used to squeeze between your feet mm-hmm. and then you would stand on it. It has a little mm-hmm. platformy thing around mm-hmm. it, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's terrible. No, why is it terrible? Well, it's not enjoyable. No, there no. were some things that really, when you come to think of it, probably weren't. But like, it's, the still thing just made me laugh. Okay, what anyone do anything crazy this weekend? Because there's so much to do. It's so crazy. I actually went to my first... Uh, covid social distance party oh how'd that go it was it was really fun because i think it could have been anything and it would have been really fun like i put on a dress i put on like mini heels oh you got to put on some fancy clothes yes and Uh it was a wine tasting which is i don't even drink so it was really fun for me actually like i'm not even joking it was a blast for me because i just watched these people who have not been drinking in public get wasted and they were all lovely and it was amazing (laughs) there's Uh, nothing like a wine drunk i love it it's a different drunk than other kinds of drunks at one point this lovely couple bougie but lovely yeah uh the husband said i'll be right back 
I have to go check on my wife in the bathroom. <laughs> I need to see if she needs any gray poupon. That's like a great line. I have to go check. She's been missing for 45 minutes. She could be face down somewhere. I love that. It was so funny. Just like, it was everything. I like got home at like 1130 at night. Fun. I know. And the next day I decided to act like I was hungover even though I wasn't. Like I did like a nap and like a bunch of like coconut water. Just because I was like, I'm just going to go I into love it. it. I'm going to act. Well, I was hungover for you and oh, I didn't perfect. have to act. Thank you. Because I, I took it. advantage of National Tequila Day. Oh. And tequila, that's a rough I haven't hangover. done it in years and I went in. I went in hardcore. So it was kind of, but boy, you feel it the next day. Yeah. What's feel- worse? What's worse hangover, wine or tequila? Well, you know, I think it's wine. I do too. It's I the sugar. Too. Yeah. It's the sugar, but tequila, I had, you know, I did make use a lot of limes, so it was more fresh, but geez, tequila is usually you're dealing with a lot of bruises the next yeah. day. <laughs> so that's all like combined with the hangover. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're dealing with bruises. Now I haven't heard that for a while. Holly, did you do anything? Have fun? Nothing oh, sort of. I, I mean, you know, Who there's cares? not a lot to do. Who cares? I mean, you guys had way more exciting weekends than I did. Did we? Yeah, you all did. Right. All right. I went all into something, Brittany, you told us about um, last week sometime. By the way, Lori's back tomorrow. And I did talk to her twice. And she has sent me things to talk about today. So we got to make oh, sure good. we cover them. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm um, producing from afar. Okay, I went all in on that television show, Indian Matchmaker. Uh, isn't it? Isn't oh, it? Oh, oh, so Holly, remember when Brittany told us about this last week? She said that this is, I'm I'm eight episodes in. You can't stop you yourself. You can't stop. You can't stop. My husband got into it too. And like, he's one of those peripheral watchers who just says whatever. Next thing I know, he's sitting there. He got mad at me for going ahead an episode. It is so good. It's kind of nice to have someone do your legwork like that. Yes. And find you matches. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually really it would be really nice totally because both sides are in on it together mm-hmm. it was interesting but the one there's this one personality her name is Apar- aparna she's terrible okay she's she, the worst she just thought she <laughs> was amazing. everything she no she, she was amazing beyond and yeah. just couldn't even believe that someone um she just wouldn't even talk to anyone if they didn't hit every single checklist and she just thought she was all that great but i loved how the matchmaker over time helped her well, wear her down. Wear her down, basically. Well, she, she started out, her my favorite thing about Aparna is she would say, do not give me anyone funny. You know how I hate humor. She did. And I was like, you're the worst. Like, I, I get that you hate certain kinds of humor. Right. But how can you not like your like kind of laugh humor? Like to laugh. Yeah. Or anything. And she didn't. And anytime anyone made a joke, she'd be like, next. That's such a puzzling. I, oh, no. This woman. <laughs> I don't know. She's a well-educated woman. And I couldn't oh, yeah. understand why she agreed to go on this. That doesn't mean anything. You can have fa- uh, advanced degrees and still like a good fart joke. I, oh, yeah. Well, no, I know. I'm just saying I can't believe she agreed to be on that. Oh, sure. yeah. For her career. I mean, it was hilarious. She'd be like, I love to travel. But I hate the outdoors. And someone didn't know that there were salt mines and where. I forget, um, but she was. Now I'm embarrassed. I don't know. And she was like, "How did you not know that? I don't want to date you anymore." Like yeah. these, like she was Anyway, the, the 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 it's you do a deep dive in it, and you can't help yourself. It's called Indian Matchmaker. The other one I got into that Stephanie told us about last week was Orthodox. Was it good? Oh my gosh! There's only four episodes, but it is now that one I couldn't stop either. Okay, Both of I these write I just down. did deep dives in, and then 
there's a new, I'll tell you about it later. I mean, we had so many horrible deaths this weekend. We got to talk and play, play, play some tribute to people. But um, just want to let you know, the big vaccine trial started today where 30,000 people are going to be injected with different things, trying to figure out the vaccine for COVID. It starts today. And there's 25 different companies with potential vaccines that are being worked on right now. I just feel like we all need a glimmer of good, oh. of hope. So that is all going on. And there's so people are working on it. So I just felt like. Yeah, no, that's it's one of those things you hear and you instinctively get happy and then you get nervous to be happy about it. Isn't that an odd feeling to go? Oh, yeah, I shouldn't have feelings about it. In case. No, but but I'm going to but I'm be, gonna be, Brittany, yeah. be. I am a positive person. Are, is that what you are? Is that what people call you? <laughs> positive Polly is sitting across from me today. I, I've decided. I'm a positive person. Good. We'll see how you do for the next three hours, okay? Perfect. And just want to um, give a shout out to everybody who um, I know. There's just a um, people are going through it. Just yeah. give yourself a big hug. Enjoy today. Try yeah. to get on a little walk. Even five minutes makes you feel better. We're gonna come back and we're just gonna talk about rage. I know. Oh, that was sad news and kind of surprising. I felt like I just watched him on the Jimmy Kimmel Who Wants to Be a Millionaire special. It doesn't feel real. Last month. No, no. it was really weird. So yeah. we're going we're gonna to talk about him. And th- so many people are pouring out their love to him. We'll be right back. This is Lori and Julia on My Talk 1071. You're hanging out with us. Happy Monday, everybody. Brittany is sitting in for Lori today. She will be back tomorrow with a lot of stories. According to my sister, um, she's... <laughs> you have to get the gossip. I got it the from my sister. <laughs> Second hand. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Seriously. She's like, I know Lori won't tell you this. I know Lori won't tell you this. <laughs> but it was pretty funny this morning. Okay. So sad to find out that Regis Philborn passed away over the weekend. He was um such a joy, such an iconic person. I feel like we grew up with him kind of because he was always on the everything. TV. Yeah. Always on everything. And just he came here. To Twin Cities Live, because we're an ABC network here, um, probably, I was looking for the photo, maybe five years ago, and we ran downstairs, Lori and I, as we were not supposed to. Of course. And um, ran down there, and he was getting hair and makeup done or something, because he, I don't know, he was just, he stopped everything and just focused on us and (sighs) made us feel like we were so great that we loved him. I mean, he just made you feel so wonderful and um you gotta find the photo there i i couldn't find it and there was just too much work today to do that and everything else so i'll find it but he um i couldn't stop crying because um kathy lee was interviewed on the today show yeah and she had just seen him so let's just kind of hear a little bit about his life and then we'll just talk about his legacy and what i the just the sheer joy that he found in doing something so natural to him that he loved. Here is Chris Conley on ABC talking about him. Regis Philbin could do it all on TV and did it all so well and for so long. From the way he captivated viewers. One, two, three. I'm out of control. To that chemistry with his co-hosts. In the 80s, his quick wit and appealingly aggrieved persona proved an ideal match for the always sunny Kathy Lee Gifford. Let me ask you something. How many people here heard about fax machines before this show? Their morning show Sparks made them both stars. Regis, she tweeted on Saturday, 
there will never be another. When in 2001, Live with Regis and Kathy Lee became Live with Regis and Kelly, he clicked with Kelly Ripa, too. I love hitting this thing. I love it. It gives me a sense of power. From Kelly Ripa and Ryan Seacrest, he was the ultimate class act. He left the world a better place. 1999 saw Regis becoming a star on primetime TV as well, as he helmed the top-rated game show, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Can you, in that Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, at one point, you guys, when he was hosting that, I think there were, um, let me see, there were, like, how many people watched it at I a mean, time? Like, 20 million people would turn in for that. In my in. life, there were rare times where the whole family would get together and watch something. But, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, that was one we would all sit around the TV and watch. It like, was on three nights a week. 30 million people watched that. We were three obsessed. Three nights a week. We were mm-hmm. obsessed. I have the board game at the cabin. Oh, wow. Lori won last time we played. She's a millionaire. <laughs> she, she won, but it's... It's fun because the questions are so fun, but that show was everything. Yeah. And then this is just a, a, just another little thing about him. It was back in 2004 when Regis set a Guinness World Record for most time on camera, then 15,188 hours. Yet his career in TV began with him off camera. Born and raised in New York City, he'd get a job in the 50s behind the scenes on The Tonight Show. By the 60s, he was a sidekick on ABC's late-night talker, The Joey Bishop Show, before returning to New York, where he'd be the last of his showbiz generation to shine so brightly. Jimmy Kimmel affectionately tweeting, Regis, I hope our friend Rickles met you at the pearly gates with open arms. Regis Philbin died on Friday at the age of 88. He is survived by his wife Joy, three of his four children, and the affection of millions, who will long recall the spontaneity, candor, and heart that made him so special to watch. Oh, it just made you sad. So there's on some post on Saturday, um, there was something about, you know, David Letterman. He was David Letterman's one of his favorite guests. And mm-hmm. he was on the show over 150 times during David Letterman's run. And he um you did a deep dive and someone posted a clip of him doing like a cut for I don't know what show he was on at the time with Johnny Carson. And he's in the lot in Burbank of the Carson show. And Johnny's pulling up in his silver Corvette and his funny, like members only jacket. Mm-hmm. If you, re- if you remember those, yeah. Yeah. And his like cords and his kind of mock turtleneck. And he's getting out of the car and Regis is there. And he's like, what are you doing here? And he goes, I just have to see how the great, where does the great Johnny Carson park? What is going on? How do you do it? You're so great. And he goes on and on. And it's just hysterical. He's so young, but his voice sounded exactly Exactly the same. same. And just the energy over nothing. Yeah, and like the energy over nothing. And then there's like that twinge of crotchety-likeness, but like in a way that you just love. Like, no, you didn't know that. Like, it's just, I love, I love it. I loved his voice. Did When you first heard it, were you kind of hoping it was like a hoax? I did, and I couldn't find it anywhere, and I retweeted. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. We did it. I found it. I saw it just show up and I'm like, no. And then, I, of course, I sent Lori a note right away. Yeah. Um. He, well, here's what Kathy Lee said, because yeah. they worked together forever, forever and they've been friends forever. Yes. Um, she said that she had just seen Joy and Regis um, not too long ago. I felt like it was just like a month ago or two weeks ago or something. Yeah, it was a short and, amount yeah, of time. Just a short amount of time ago. And she said it was the first time when she saw them pull up at her place in New York and get out of the car that she thought, hmm, he looks like he's not feeling that red hot. And they they had the greatest time together, of course. And yeah. Joy told Kathy, because Kathy Lee called Joy after she found out that Regis had passed, and said, you know, I was thinking something was up. And she said that was the last time he laughed, really laughed. His laughter was going away. And so people are glad that he's in a better spot right yeah. now because he wasn't, you know, he hadn't laughed in a really long time. And... um she went on to talk about when they both, you know, they were both entertainers and they were put together and they didn't know each other at all, but they kind of had instant chemistry and over the years built this friendship, which continued even after she left the show. Yeah. And she just talked about why he was so great. He was humble. He um, loved and took joy in everything. They weren't overproduced. They didn't have a script. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they just loved just gabbing. They'd pick up a newspaper thing. They never talked before the show about what they were going to talk about. And it just all kind of happened naturally. It was just really, there's, there's something he did that I, the first time I've ever seen it. And I never thought about it till of course, you know, years later and I was in this industry, but like what he would do is kind of give you a peek into the show that I always thought was interesting. How he'd go Gelman, this and that, you know, go, Hey, Gelman, like our, it was just this funny ongoing. I don't even know if it was a bit like if he consciously did it or if it was just something about his personality that he has to like have that conversation with somebody off screen. But I, I don't think I'd seen at that point, any other show do that before. He, he would read Gelman and he acted as Gelman on, on Kathy Lee and Hoda. He would go in and pretend to be guy. It was, he was, it was just so good. Other, and you couldn't help but be just like, it was joyful and goofy and it was great. Yeah, he was great. It really was. So other things, Holly, do you have anything you want to say about him at all? Well, I think that, you know, to both of your guys' points and to the points that people have been making at large, that Regis was the consummate broadcasting professional Mm -hmm. and that he had a whole career before we had an opportunity to get to know him on a national level with Live and Regis and Kathy Lee and that he honed that he brought people in into that Gelman bit where it's like it's bringing you in on the joke. Yeah. And it's bringing you into this family atmosphere and and having that ability to cultivate that over decades is really special and and something that we should be celebrating about Regis today. I think so. And it's just joie de vie. He was just so happy. He's Regis. He he was Regis. He was Regis. And that is just it. And seriously, 
Oh, man. There's going to be tributes on ABC this yeah. week because, you know, when, when he did do Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, that brought in so many eyeballs. Uh, they said, we just saved the network. You know, during a time they didn't have any programming happening at night that was successful on ABC, and they put that on three nights a week, and it was just like... All right, everybody. Hello. Hello. Just we're talking about Regis, and if anyone wants to share a memory, please, you can call us. You can do whatever you want. Um... I think that um, one of the things, and uh, this is what I got from Lori, mm-hmm. our conspiracy gal, um, we always wondered why when Regis left, Regis and Kelly, in yeah. 2001, he was never invited back on the show. Um, he had such amazing chemistry with Kelly, because we talked about that. He had great yeah. chemistry with um, Kathy Lee, and then when Kelly took over, they were really fun together. Oh, I think, they were so fun. I think it was 2009 was um, when he was done for done, you know, when he resigned from the show. Yeah. And he did an interview with Larry King. Mm-hmm. And I don't, um, it was in 20, uh, he, retwi- he retired from Live with Regis and Kelly in January of 2011. Okay. And he was on Larry King's show. And after he retired, he just kind of was like, I tell you what, I like Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos personally. I've never understood this, but once he left live, Kelly never spoke to him again. Hmm. And um, he was never invited back on again after he retired. Um, Larry King and um, him talked about this often, and so did um, Friedman from 411 Hollywood Fox. He said, we spoke about it often with Joy as well. They were mystified. And in time, when Kathy Lee joined the third hour of the Today Show, yeah. and it was Kathy Lee and Hoda, mm-hmm. she had Regis on all the time as a co-host. Yeah. And they still had their old magic together. But Regis kind of talked about it. I just didn't get the audio about, yeah, it was just kind of weird. You know, he never slammed her or anything. No. And over the weekend, I thought it was odd that there was a joint statement from Kelly Ripa and Ryan Seacrest about him we've lost a pioneer it was a joint statement that seems like if you worked with someone on a show for that many years yeah like that's crazy to me that seems insane to me well when you look at the photograph of that statement it's weird in as much as it's on kelly ripa's instagram account she's in the forefront Mm -hmm. then it's all photoshopped together with regis filming on one side ryan seacrest on the other and then mickey mouse dressed in a christmas santa outfit in the background what What What? is happening i know (laughs) and then this is but then when they started the show because i love kelly um let me see let me see let's see here's here's what their statement was we were beyond saddened to learn the loss of regis Philbin. he was the ultimate class act bringing us laughter and joy into our homes every day on live for more than 23 years we we again were beyond lucky to have him as our mentor in our careers and aspire every day to fill his shoes on the show we send our deepest love and condolences to his family and hope they can find comfort in knowing he left the world a better place but I just thought it was odd because there's the Photoshop picture. It's so weird. Yeah. It's, why, why is Mickey in that? Yeah. All? Because actually, Regis, well, ABC. Yeah. D- Disney. ABC. It's just weird. And Disney, Regis did the Disney parades for years with Joan London. Joan London, that's another blast from the past. Mm-hmm. She weighed in this morning just talking about how silly and how much fun they would have. And he was just always game for anything. It didn't matter. How many hundreds and hundreds of footage do they have of Kelly and 
and Regis laughing. Like, and that's what they're putting. I mm-hmm. mean, and it's maybe one of those things where she's taking a beat and she'll put something out herself. But here's what she, here's what she said. Okay. Oh God. Today, as people get older, you always know that certain certain things are inevitable. And the passing away is one of those things. But Regis is one of the people that we all believed, I think, would somehow figure out a way around the inevitable. It was not in the cards. I just felt like it was so unsincere. I would just don't know. I want to know what the beef was. Yeah, I don't. I bet you there isn't any. I bet you she's just the type of person. And I know these people. You you call them all the time. No, I mean that like um, they're one of those people that yeah you have to be the one to initiate things and they are so busy or maybe decided that they are so busy that they only do the things that are in front of them. And I know these people. You're so funny when you say that. Yeah, don't you know some of those people who are like if you don't do the initiative to be like let's go to lunch, let's do this, you could go years without right. seeing them. But I just would think for nostalgia purposes totally. to invite him to be back at anyway, obviously. Kinda, anyway. There we go. Anywho, moving on. Moving on. Doesn't it seem crazy? One real quick comment mm-hmm. that he retired only nine years later. This happened. Like that's he's he worked was, up to like you literally. I I just can't imagine working up till nine years before. And I know you never know when he things are there. Week, right, a week before his 80th birthday, he was born the same year as my dad. So then I started to cry. Oh yeah, because my they were both born in 1931. Yeah, then you're you're a goner. You're and then crying. and yeah. then when Kathy Lee is just crying and talking about him and just so lovely, I was just like, oh, yeah. there's true love there, you know. Yeah. And I just I guess it felt very static and um, just like a basement basic statement was read from a teleprompter which with kelly yeah saying, it was yeah. weird yeah, I was yeah weird anyway anywho there we go there we go that happened that, that happened. happened now the other news that i got from um our producer in montana aka Lori. yep is that and this was kind of shocking i thought is that old magazine as of december this year is no longer going to be in print Mm. I've gotten that magazine forever. And I finally, when I was, you know, the beginning of COVID, canceling all the subscriptions. Yeah, that was one of them. <laughs> that was one that went. But they, um, after 20 years, it um, they're not going to be doing it anymore. And it was a partnership between Oprah and Hearst magazines. Mm-hmm. And they had some sexual harassment issues. Uh, Did you read about this, Holly? Yeah. Yeah, so they had... You're supposed to be above that O magazine. But, well, so it wasn't them. It was the I guy. Know. The guy at Hearst. Well, so yeah. O magazine isn't completely going away, but they're doing the thing that like Glamour magazine has and, done in the past couple of yep, years is going totally digital. Cool. Yep. Like Cosmo kind of is doing too. Yeah. People are just finding it too expensive. You know, their readership though of O magazine. I like this little stat that they had. Their print audience was 10 million. And they didn't really lose a lot of circulation. Okay. Um, but they said their magazine, um, excuse me, their print was 2.2 million copies, copies, but they called their circulation because every magazine was shared with about five people. Remember when you used to just, magazines were everything. I know. And before you'd get on a plane, I'd always go to my sister's and grab a few. Yes. Yes. I still love a magazine. My girlfriend got it, Arc Value Village. Like, um... Good, better housekeeping and family family circle from the sixties, and we were looking. That's groovy. And the way the to tips. stretch the way to stretch hamburger to make six burgers instead of five, I think, was with unvaporated milk or something. I'm gonna bring it in. I mean, they just oh, and like God. tomato paste, yeah, something like that, just to stretch a hamburger. You know, just to make patties. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was just kind of funny, so I'm gonna bring that in. But anyway, this is going away. 
That's that. I think they needed your subscription. Well, as you can see, my invoices, <laughs> I brought them in right here. Oh, and I'm that. mad at them because I already paid and they keep asking for more money. And I've been saving them my do something file. And I thought, well, I don't have to do anything anymore. Because they're done. <laughs> it's a digital centric brand. That's what we're. Working. That is the speak that they're telling yes. us. But you, yeah. like a lot of things, need to still pay to get access to certain articles. Yeah. That's I, kind of the way. I mean, I'm sure they'll rely on different sources of income as well. Like they'll do advertisement that's bannered on there and things like that. Because you kind of have to pivot now. And people, I'm, I know this is bad, but people aren't always down with paying for content. And I know that's not fair, but like you have to be sometimes sneaky about it. The way it, you get your revenue. I'm going to just say something about not oh, paying yeah. for content and how hard it is to get some of it. Holy Toledos. I know. Holy Toledos. All right. But you, we need our magazines. We do we? We do. I need many episodes, St. Paul. <laughs> okay, we'll, I love it. We'll keep that. I coming. need the newspaper. You know, we need to support our media. It's a tough time. It is. Okay. Yes. So the Golden Globes. Did you, Holly? I bet you saw this that they're um, they're going to move film eligibility mm-hmm. the window back in line with the Oscars as the pandemic has delayed. You know, the ceremony and it's delayed the release of films, TV. When you um, turn in your TV to be considered, it's mm-hmm. going to stay the same. But usually it was to be considered a movie for a Golden Globe. It was a release date of January 1 to December 31st. But they're expanding it um, to move it back further. And um, they would give movies, um, let's see here, how far? From December 31st through January 30th. So a mm-hmm. year and the next month. Okay. You know, just... Kind of, I think everyone's just having to change because there's nothing being released and coming out in the way we used to have it. Well, no, we we can't go to the movies right now. Yeah. We literally true? can't go. <laughs> yeah, so we yeah, got to pivot. Damn it! Now this is what I did think. If you never mind, I'm not going to say it. Oh, I was excited. Way to ramp it up. I know. <laughs> I was excited. Um, Look at the time. We're should gonna- they just take a leap year? Or like that, you know, they should just skip it and then just do for two years. Is that that seem? Or do we need them to have the Golden Globes for something to watch? Yes. Okay, I agree. <laughs> we just need. Something. I was gonna at first. I went with the let's skip it. Then I was like, no. you know what? I would appreciate them doing something for me. No, we Hold need on. it. We need it when we come back. Another person passed. Olivia oh. De Havilland. We will visit her in just a second. Okay, everybody. Olivia De Havilland passed away. We just talked about her birthday. Like. Three weeks ago, I think. She was 104. She um, died peacefully in her sleep Saturday night in Paris. And um, many people know her for her big role in Gone with the Wind, where she was Melanie Wilkes, Ashley's husband. And she was so kind and so nice to everybody. So here's, here's just a little back. You have so much love. I've always admired you so. Olivia de Havilland won the hearts of moviegoers and earned her first Oscar nomination playing the kindly Melanie Wilkes in the Civil War epic Gone with the Wind. Will you be an angel? De Havilland spoke about her iconic role opposite Vivian Lee and Clark Gable in a 1998 Today Show interview. Melanie, she was a totally loving person, and that's the key. And. You know, love can survive so many things. Social media lit up with celebrity tributes mourning her death, calling her legendary and unforgettable. De Havilland earned five Oscar nominations during her film career, winning two Best Actress awards. He came 
back with the same lies. She gained fame as a Warner Brothers contract player, often paired with Errol Flynn in a string of swashbuckling romance films. I did adore having Errol Flynn kiss me. But her lasting legacy includes fighting back against an oppressive studio contract system that penalized actors for turning down roles. She sued Warner Brothers in 1945 and won. Under the contract system, if you were miscast in the film, you then had to take the responsibility for the studio's error. The so-called de Havilland decision liberated other actors, too, and is still in effect. I love it. You had to take responsibility for the studio's error. <laughs> because, you know, she said you'd be cast and you wouldn't want it and you yeah. wouldn't want to do it. And, um, Holly, I don't know what the next cut is about. Well, we'll play it. All right. Her life both on and off the screen was filled with drama. She and her younger sister, the late actress Joan Fontaine, famously feuded, even competing for the same Academy Award. The two never reconciled, and Fontaine died in 2013. De Havilland received the National Medal of Arts in 2008 and lived her later years in Paris, where her attorney said she died peacefully at home on Sunday. Davlin said she understood why Gone with the Wind was still her best remembered film. It's about struggle and it's about survival. And um, those are themes familiar to everyone. True that. Um, so the thing with her sister, okay, so her sister was 15 months younger than her, mm -hmm. Joan Fontaine. And the reason they had different last names is they were originally born um, to British parents, but grew up in California mm -hmm. and their parents got divorced. The dad got remarried and kind of ditched the family. Yeah. And the mom got remarried as well. And um, the stepdad's name was Mr. Fontaine, let's just say, because yeah. I can't think of his first name right now. And so um, George, George, thank you. Joan Fontaine bonded with George and took his last name mm -hmm. and Olivia couldn't stand him. And these two, and like sisters, I mean, I just feel like they would just be like sisters, but they would fight and a lot when they were young and pull each other's hair. And, you know, what sisters do? I have two of them. Yeah. This is what we did. We You just fight like cats and dogs and then you make up. Well, when um, Olivia de Havilland went off to Hollywood, which they lived in California already, mm -hmm. she became a star and her sister then moved to Hollywood and started out being her limousine driver. But then Joan got cast for a lot of different parts right away. And um, they would even, I believe Joan Fontaine was originally going to be in Gone with the Wind. Well, she auditioned for yeah. it like every actress in Hollywood yeah. auditioned for that movie at the time. And she said her sister would be better, a better fit. Well, and David O. Selznick said, you're too dressed up for this part. You're too, I'm paraphrasing, yeah. like you're too yeah. sophisticated for this role. And she's like, well... There's my sister mm -hmm. who will fill this unsophisticated role quite well. Oh, yeah. And this is and then so what happens is they seemed they were both nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. They sat at the same table. Um, Joan won. Olivia said, oh, we did it. You know, very excited. And then a few years later, when her sister was nominated, Olivia and Joan presented it to her up on stage. Her And she was excited to give her sister a hug or do something. Her sister completely just grabbed the Oscar, went straight to the microphone, and ignored her. Wow. So the feud they're saying was over men. Over men. And um, they would go back and forth with each other. And um, 
people would say, you know, they'd kind of cut each other down in front of other people, basically. And um, Olivia would end up dating someone that Joan first dated, and then she marries him. Joan would be with someone that was Olivia somehow was involved. I feel like Olivia was always jealous of her little sister. Well, I think that there was jealousy on both parts, Mm -hmm. but that it was just... You know, it's fighting over men, but it seems like the two of these people just did not like each other. Right. And then when I'm listening to her, I was listening to her quote, you know, love can survive many things. Yeah. But not sisterhood. Um, And so in 75, 1975, um, Their mom died. Olivia did not call Joan, who was overseas at the time. By the time Joan got back to California, Olivia had cremated their mother, handed all the affairs regarding her estate. Joan was furious. She was hurt that you, it's just us, dude. You know, why aren't we doing this together? They stood side by side at the funeral, and I don't believe that they ever talked again. Isn't that just sad? And this reminds me. Uh Uh-oh. Of Harry and William. Oh. Because, okay. you know, Bringing the book, it back. Bringing it back. Um, Finding Freedom. We've yeah. got a lot of excerpts out about that today. And I just think, oh, I hate it when people don't get along for long periods of time. Especially siblings. siblings. It's just, and sometimes there's a reason, you know, you just got a bad doc. Yeah. But, but these... Those brothers both have good things going for them, you know, Harry and William and these two sisters. But it does seem they just didn't like each other. And I mean, you you have sisters and like, you know, that at one point you hate them, but you hate them. Like, I mean, especially when you're young, you hate them. But I'm never. But I always know that we're going to we're going to come back. Like, I mean, we we disliked each other when we were growing up. Now we're best friends like and we will always be best friends. But it's so amazing to fight with your sister because I always think no matter what, we'll be fine. And it's sad to me to think like, oh, there's another possibility. Right, because Holly, you're close with your sister. Yeah. I mean, it's just, can you imagine not talking to her for 30 yeah, years? That would be that would be really rough. And, you know, to your guys' points, of course, growing up and at certain points in time, yeah. you Can't may relate. Well, you, and yeah, and you might be closer to them at certain points in your time in your life, but not the others. But I think that the behavior of Olivia to Haviland towards Joan Fontaine when their mother died. I mean, I feel like that was just, whoo, who would do that? That was just vicious. Yeah, that's... And, and she wrote, Olivia de Haviland wrote, like, for some essay really early on um, in, like, junior high or high school. I be- She wrote, I be- be- bequeath... Bequeath you. Yeah, no, bequeath. How do you say that oh. word? Bequeath. Bequeath. Mm-hmm. It is. It's like kiwi. Okay. <laughs> bequeath. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. I get it. I get it. <laughs> but I bequeath all my beauty to my younger sister, Joan, since she has none. <gasps> she also wrote a fake will in their high school newspaper, Olivia de Havilland. And in this fake will, she said, yeah, I bequeath to my sister the ability to win boys' hearts, which she does not have at present. On? I, I just... Uh, wow i mean that oh rude if, a little funny <laughs> yeah. it's kind of a little fun yeah it is fun but i, I these two just fought like cats and dogs and it's just i it, i just think you can never make up if you don't make you know i know something. i mean there's something about to the industry that they're in like i will never have to have that experience like i'll never think about the way i look compared to my sister like you know what I mean? And they're constantly being judged on that level. And they it brings were. out something that I just, I think sometimes 
Just some ugliness. Yeah, I guess. I get, but that just brings me to Harry and William, and those two brothers need to make up before it's too late. It's too late. They'll get it together. I feel like there's time. Now, this is a quote from Joan Fontaine (laughs) when she was promoting her autobiography in 1978. She told People Magazine, Olivia has always said I was the first at everything. I got married first, got an Academy Award first, had had a child first. If I die, she'll be furious because, again, I'll have got there first. (laughs) And she did. And she did. And she did. Oh, gosh. I mean, when you talk about your sibling things, I have had such epic fights with my sister. Yeah. Over the years. Just epic. Yeah. And like I, the one that always comes back to me is when we were in line to go out on the um, the ferry to see the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> we were screaming. There's families around. I couldn't stand her. And I'm just like, you're the worst. You know, and just you think about. Oh, my God. But you know, you're going to make up. I know we're going to make up. I know we're going to be fine. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Absolutely. 100%. Stay with us when we, we've got a lot coming up next hour. This is Lori and Julia on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment streaming live. And of course, you can always download our app. It's a great one. We'll be right back. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.